0: you're listening to the whole vineyard podcast to find out more about the whole vineyard church go to wholevineyard.co.uk. good morning oh it's good to be up here and see you guys again it's been a while so welcome welcome if this is your first time you're especially welcome if you're joining us online thank you so much it's great to have you with us so my name's Joni, and my husband John and I lead this church. It's an enormous privilege, and we are in a three-part series of Our Vision, and I'm doing the final series part. So unfortunately, John has COVID, so <laughs> prayers are appreciated. Um, he wanted me to say, especially for me, because he's not great when he's ill, I agree. <laughs> prayers are appreciated for me and the kids. Um, Unfortunately, me and one of our daughters had it last week. We got well, and then he got ill, so such is life. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so in week one, we talked about our vision um, and heart for building a home for a whole. And we shared some things that we felt God wanted to say to us uh, prophetically. Um, we reiterated. We also reiterated how God is on the move here in some really wonderful ways. We're hearing so many stories of Kingdom Breakthrough, and it was particularly exciting to hear about another person giving their life to Jesus last week at church. So that is amazing. And last week, we talked about creating bigger rooms in our city in three areas. So we spoke about building a compassion center, which is... Just unbelievable. It's so exciting. Um, Stepping into a moment of multiplication and finally investing in a hybrid church of in person and online. This week, I just want to bring it back to us as a church family and focus on one word health. And the reality is, healthy things grow. So alongside our commitment to create rooms in the city that welcome people home and see things grow and flourish, our focus alongside that is for health here in our church community. Compassion, multiplication, and mission all come from a healthy us, and that comes out of stewarding what we have. And so the greatest gift to another is a healthy me, a healthy us. Hebrews 12 verse 1 puts it like this, Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In order for us to bring a vision into action and fruition, and to run our race, it so often requires change. Now, removing and changing things that would hinder and seek to entangle us. And I think one of the lessons that John and I learned and are still learning from our sabbatical is that if we want to finish well and to lead over the long haul, then we can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. In order to pick up things and to grow, you often have to let go and to take things off and to leave things behind. But change is hard, I don't know about you, I find change hard most of the time. With the call to change, it always takes courage to change. And there's always a cost to change. Our commitment to you as a church is that we want to lead and shepherd this church, and we want to see our leaders do the same from a place of health. One of the things that we keep coming back to is when John last year had an emergency operation on a herniated bowel. Not fun. (laughs) interestingly for us as a family that happened in a sea of change Um, we were moving house and it actually happened when he unwisely helped the removal men. it was getting late in the day and we wanted just to get on with it and he thought oh i can lift that (laughs) so anyhow he had an operation which was successful but what he didn't account for was the weakness in the bowel and so he could not lift anything, not even a kettle, (laughs) it was causing him severe pain. And so he had to build core strength in order to keep things going, carrying on forward. He had a bit of a focus, I'd say, because it would be nice to hold our newborn son, George, who came right around Christmas time. So for four months, he has now been regularly and habitually hitting the gym. (laughs) Throughout that time, he has rebuilt his core strength, and so now that he can carry a lot more, Now, he had been doing these exercises all along. Would he have had the hernia? Possibly. But he definitely got it as a result of not having exercised those muscles in their entirety. And they needed more strength. And that strength doesn't come overnight. Um, stretches, increase of weights, and working with pain instead of avoiding it. So I think there's two things really at play here regarding health. With the wounding and the traumas of this last season, and none of us are exempt, in some way we have all been affected. Um, Our core strength, if you like, needs to be built back up. This is uh, an entire whole other sermon on the how, but in brief, that would come from communion uh, with God, with our church family, and with our community around us. We'll unpack that more fully later on. And secondly, the growth we are seeing is accelerating the need for change. We liked to think that we anticipated this to some extent. We had no idea how in how much this would increase the need uh, quite so sharply. But God had other plans and we are completely amazed by what He's doing in this area. Um, So, like I said, we're seeing the accelerated need for change and greater health so that we can carry more going forward. Currently, we're at a 400-person barrier at church. Uh, This is still pretty unpredictable with COVID and illness and holiday and things with regularity. And John and I need to focus on leaders and team in order to bring health to that many people, but also to continue going because that's what we're anticipating. For example, just today, as Fee said, we have another 30 newcomers today at our homecoming meal. And I find this just amazing, that Jesus is growing his church amongst flux and amongst the sabbatical, amongst the two-year plus season of pandemic, amongst so very many things that Jesus is doing this work. It's not our work that we're doing. It's nothing that we could do. And how kind is he? More people are contributing financially than ever before, which is great. That communicates discipleship and maturity and a healthy heart, and that is fantastic. And I think a couple of central texts that can really help us in this is, firstly, uh, Jeremiah in chapter 12, he says, If you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? And further, in First Timothy, it says, If I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. I just realized I said 1st Timothy. That's an Americanism. Sorry, it's 1 Timothy. <laughs> Anyways. So we want to not get burned out as our pace quickens. Uh, We don't want the cracks to be there in our foundation. Um, It is so sad to hear of so many church ministries imploding globally just in these recent weeks. And, And the key is, in Timothy, we should be like a pillar built high, proclaiming the gospel, being salt and light on a mission. But our foundations need to run deep. To help John and I, and therefore the church, we need to commit to a few things so that we remain healthy. We got this text last week from somebody who visited the church on Sunday, which I think is a prophetic summary. It's quite interesting. It says, so my mum was at the service yesterday, and last night she had a dream about you. It's not as weird as it sounds. (laughs) She had a dream that you were in a room with loads of plates spinning, and you were running up and down, trying to keep them all spinning so that they wouldn't drop. And my mum was saying, you can't maintain this. You can't keep doing this all of the time. And you said, but I can't stop or else the plates will fall. She said the dream was so vivid that I thought I'd tell you. Could have been the Lord, could have been my mum just dreaming about you. (laughs) But I think that's so profound, and it's so true. So I want to take a moment and discuss some structural and strategic changes that we have made to the staff team. I'm pleased to announce that Josh Turner has become our Associate Pastor. He is helping us to lead the church and will do a lot of the day-to-day running of things. Josh has been doing such a fantastic job whilst John and I were away. And we just want to say again how very thankful we are for him and for all that he has done and how he has grown so much over the past few months. I don't know actually where Josh is, but anyways, I'm sure he's listening. Fiona Watson she was up here earlier she has been our project coordinator and she is now becoming our executive assistant pastor she'll be helping john and i as the executive assistant personal assistant and will be overseeing a number of things especially in our operations and in the pastoring of our leaders she's no longer a trustee and she is coming on staff the staff Pre- all of them, have all stepped up. Um, they have all just really risen to the occasion, and we have been blown away at the way that they have just taken on so many new tasks with very little notice while we were away. And John and I have noticed they are doing such a brilliant job, and we are so keen to let them continue in that momentum. We have absolutely no interest in taking things back off of them and going backwards rather than forwards. This will leave us to focus a lot more on the general oversight, but particularly in terms of word and prayer and vision, strategy and communication, leadership, and multiplying of things across the city. In Acts 6, it says, In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on the tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give them our attention to prayer in the ministry of the word. We are so thankful to currently already have Ed and Ben and Irene and Rachel already on staff, and they are doing just a stand-up job. We are adding two more staff members as well. We are adding Claire Maxey as our Grow Baby coordinator, reporting to Rachel. And Alison Johnson will be coming on as our administrative assistant with an emphasis on connecting with new people and integration Now, in the coming weeks, we will gather all of the new staff and pray for them on a Sunday. However, with illness and holidays, most, if not almost all of them, could not be here today. So we we, we won't neglect that. We will have them, we will pray for them, we will bless them. Next, I want to speak a little bit about leadership health. Um, Everything, everything rises and falls on leadership. It's the absolute key to multiplication. In Exodus 18, Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who have come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you, and you cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions, and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave." But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as your judges for all the people, for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this, and God God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. And that's our heart, truly is. Now, I want to speak a little bit about leadership development and raising and releasing, because that is our commitment. So nationally, there are plans in the pipeline to train leaders in the vineyard, and we will hopefully be rolling those out later this year. More about this will be discussed when it goes official. We will continue with the internships. The volunteer staff are increasing. We will be having the leadership sessions, the leadership year. The health of our leaders, you see, is our priority. So we're going to be adjusting pastoral structures and investing in well-being. That's something that John and I particularly find imperative, having been on our sabbatical. We will be having the series on leadership in June from Titus about some of our keys to raising healthy leaders in this season. So some of the things that we have coming up for us as a community that you can look forward to. So, Like I said, well-being is a priority. Emotional and mental well-being. In the month of May, we'll be focusing on this and introducing some things. John and I learned, like I said, quite a lot, and we will be, regarding the well-being, looking at ways, and we are very keen to ensure that we are proactive in the maintenance of our health, individually and collectively. We will be looking at sustainable rhythms and pace in the church. Lots of things, lots of things that we used to do and are intentionally not doing any longer. We will be reviewing pastoral structures to help people. Um, We will be launching a marriage support ministry. We'll be launching an emotional health ministry. We'll be launching a pre-engagement course for those dating. We will be launching a budgeting ministry And, you know, this is so exciting, all of these dreams and hopes that we had and now we're seeing getting on the ground, really. And the best way to see that our primary pastoral structure to care uh, of people is in our home groups. So if you're not currently in a home group, you don't know what that is. Basically, there's small groups of people 10 to 12 people roughly. They meet all around the city, midweek usually, some in the day, some in the night. They're all different kinds. And it's just basically where you can know others and be known. Because in a church this big, it's quite hard to just find enough time on a weekly basis to catch up with people. But on a smaller scale, we find that that works much better for people. So if you like, you can sort of see them as your GPs your home groups or your GPs. They are great for your sort of -of run-of-the-mill ailments, if you like. But many will need to be referred to a specialist, for lack of a better word. Not that we are a specialist, but as it were. And so we do have those in place. And when the need arises, you can see someone more tailored for specific individual needs. about two years ago, we gave the vision series. And one of the things I mentioned is we want a culture of fun. And you know, what we want to do in that is we want to continue to eat once a month as a family. Um, we want to enjoy each other's company over food. And part of our DNA is having fun and laughter and parties and family fun days these things excite me. <laughs> the weekend away, now I know we've had to postpone it due to COVID, but it's now going to be in June, and we're really looking forward to that time away as a family. And um, We've got summer fun plans. We've got lots of ideas in the pipeline. I just have to Get them approved first. <laughs> um, we are loving the cafe, especially midweek. It's so great to see people coming in for stay and play, or not even for stay and play, just coming in in general and enjoying the beautiful surroundings, comfortable. And how great are the cookies? I don't know if you've had any of these cookies, these wonderful cookies. Now, they're made on Marlborough, which is our street, and I'm not sure if that's a blessing or a curse. I'm pretty sure it's a blessing, but they are phenomenal and dangerous in a very, very good way. <laughs> Now, a final word on some practicals. Some home improvements. Now, we had mentioned before the idea of having a playground, and that's still in our head, um, but the more we got looking into it, the more we wanted it to be future-proof for at least five years. But with our growth currently, we need to expand the vision. And to do that, it will probably be in stages. We feel that this is a wise decision. We are reassessing our priorities, and we didn't want to regret a decision and be limited on-site, so we're just going to rethink our options for the moment. Just just to kind of give you an idea, groundworks alone, just to kind of lay the groundwork back beyond the kids' room, would cost about 80,000 pounds. So we're just going to rethink things for a minute and just make sure that this is future-proof and what we do decide to do. So in Home Improvements, for instance, we've started with the cafe and the auditorium. We've done the kids' rooms over. We've done the prayer room. If you've not seen that, it is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal, peaceful, lovely place and space where you can book in and just pray. Just be the only person in there, have some solitude, and just pray. We would love to look at the youth room as just, you know, our heart, our ideas, and in the offices and the parking situation particularly. I don't know if you've noticed. There's not much left. <laughs> um, now, we understand that the beautiful trees are beautiful. However, they are creating a little bit of a health and safety issue at this point with the ground kind of raising up around. So we're going to have to Rethink what might be the best way forward and how to make the best use of the space that we have in order to accommodate more because, as you can see, we're growing, which is a wonderful thing. So I just wanted to say a bit about playing your part. You know, there's a huge difference between a house and a home. One is just simply functional, and the other has had care, attention, and time spent on it, making it useful, comfortable, and welcoming. We want to validate you where you are now in terms of where you do life and where you work and where you live. This is your mission field. Most likely it is your nine to five. It is your office. It's your school gates. It's your gym. It's your food shopping. It's your everyday. Telling your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors, etc. about Jesus is the most important use of your time. So we want to cheer you on to do that. And how can you play your part here, you ask? Well, we don't do membership here. It's just not one of the sort of things that you might notice a bit different about us as a vineyard. But we do recognize that people are on a discipleship journey. But to be part of the home, there are healthy signs. And one of these would be regular financial giving. That's something that John and I start with. We would never say that this is a... a, Something we would ask anybody to do that we do not already do ourselves. Um, it is giving that is, sorry, it's my son. Sacrificial, cheerful, and voluntary. We would say get involved in service. That is again sacrificial, cheerful, and voluntary. It's it's not about title and turf. It's about where do I most meet the need? Where do I need to be right now? What do I need to do? What do they need from me as leaders? Participation in your community through home groups. And, and again, that is sacrificial, cheerful, and voluntary as well. Um, you'll find that if you're not there, you're missed. If you're not telling your people that you're going to be at your group or not going to be at your group, they don't know how much tea to make. Um, it's just really helpful if, you, if you're going to be involved in, this, in the church and really want to get plugged in, really want to get to know people and, and to be known, is, is to attend these home groups. You'll find that not just for your own benefit, but for others, because they need you too. The other members need to hear what you've got to say, the life you've lived, the knowledge you've gained, the experiences you've had experience. Finally, I come to submission and accountability to leadership, including leaders that we put in place, just as in Hebrews it says, to be a joy to your leaders. We'll talk more in June about this on our series in leadership. So what can you expect from us? So our responsibilities as leaders. The responsibilities of our pastor, elder, and leaders as under-shepherds, if you like, who serve our great shepherd, Jesus, as referenced in Hebrews 13, 20-21, and 1 Peter 1 Peter, 5, 1-4. And those in authority over the church who must give an account one day, Hebrews 13, 17, we as pastor, elders, and leaders of the church promise to care for the church by pursuing our own daily repentance and faith through Bible reading and prayer marked out in 1 John 1 1.5, 2-2. And faithfully, preaching the word of life with depth and insight. Um, we promise to be praying for them in Acts 6.3-4, Exodus 18. These are examples. Um, we will be Uh, committing here to be keeping careful watch over our lives to guard them from evil. It doesn't just happen, you know, a holiness. It's a refining process. It's an intentional process, and that's our commitment to you. Lovingly equipping them for fruitful service, leading the church well, and to install leaders who represent our hearts and the culture we are forming based on trust to help lead the people. As Moses' father-in-law Jethro so aptly said, you cannot handle it alone. You know, I, I am so thankful to have an opportunity to come and speak um, of of this time of of growth, of anticipation of what we feel God's saying and what He's doing, and we're excited for for what He's done. We I loved hearing the stories last week of of all that God is doing and what we anticipate Him to be doing more of. Um, but the truth is, we need everyone playing their part. So I hope this has kind of given a bit of an outline here for this, like. I that we will have all of the new staff come up and uh, we will pray for them and bless them. Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect and stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.